The Capitals just got blanked on Saturday night against the Blues. So what changed between the first game on Thursday night and tonight? I'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk Capitals hockey with you one-on-one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about what went wrong with the Capitals as they pick up a big win Thursday night against the Blues and get shut out on Saturday evening. We'll talk about that in the show a little bit later. We will talk about how Clay Stevenson continues to dominate in Hershey and is ranked the number one goalie. In all of the AHL, a little bit later, we will talk about how Alexei Protus signs an extension with the Capitals. But just to get it going here, I was really hoping that I could come to you guys and talk about the Capitals picked up back-to-back wins against the Blues. Wow, what a feeling. It wasn't the case as the Capitals got shut out in St. Louis. Uh, What changed? And, uh, well, what changed was that the St. Louis Blues defense was stifling. There was little to no opportunities for the Capitals to get any offense going, and that was the story of the game. You take that, coupled with the fact that the Capitals, you know, gave up a goal on on the power play. They gave up one on a delayed penalty. Um, So the St. Louis Blues made the most of their opportunities, and they made the most of the Capitals' blunders that they made out there. The Capitals played a complete game against the Blues on Thursday. That wasn't the case Saturday in St. Louis. The Blues' defense was tough, and the Capitals weren't able to generate any offense. Uh, There was no real chance that I even thought the Capitals were going to get back in this game. It's just like the Blues, who don't have a lot of offensive firepower. They do and they don't. Um, But So what they do is they just play a really stifling defense. 
Um, and sometimes that leads to opportunities for them. I mean, they do have some players on their team that can score a lot of goals, but it's not the team that you remember uh, from the Stanley Cup run for the St. Louis Blues. But again, that's what they did. They played that stingy defense and, you know, they made the most of their opportunities. You know, it was either a delayed penalty. It was a penalty. Um, it was stupid mistakes that the Capitals made here or there, and they capitalized on them. And that is ultimately why the Caps lost in this game. But a bit disappointing if we can rewind time a little bit and remember the game, games that the Capitals played against the Rangers where it was a back-to-back. -back, it was the same story there. One game win, second game loss. What is what 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 is the issue there? Why you can't do it? Uh, it is a bit frustrating for me as a Capitals fan because ultimately this team needs to start stringing together victories if they have any hopes of clawing their way back into the Metro Division. There are chances they'll have a big victory, like I remember uh, that they played against the first game against the Blues or the one against the Ducks, and you're like, yes, things are starting to hum along. This team's trending in the right direction. And then you have a game like today, and uh, I, I don't think there were you know, a lot of gaffes that uh, the Capitals made. I just think that, like I said, the Blues defense was just, it wasn't about face. It was like a role uh, reversal, like someone turned the table around and the Capitals were the Blues and the Blues were the Capitals. And uh, it was a totally different team and they, they had the bigger will to win and they did not want to lose at home. The Blues, that is, and that was evident on the score sheet. It all started with a shorthanded goal. They also scored on a delayed penalty and on the PP. Again, they made him pay. That, that was the biggest thing. There were not a lot of opportunities on either end, uh, but the Capitals made some errors and they exploited them and they made the most of them. And that is why the Blues won. They also outshot the Capitals 29 to 18. Another big thing that was noticeable and I like where Spencer Carberry's head was at in this one is that Kuzi was demoted to the fourth line and Dowd was playing the first line center position. I like that. That was a great idea to try to generate some uh, offense on that top line. You know, if you have Ovechkin out there, we know that he has been snake bitten this year. So if they could have Dowd playing on that top line center, uh, I saw where their heads at. And ultimately, why did the Capitals demote Evgeny Kuznetsov down to the fourth line? Well, consistency has been his big issue this entire season. And it was worthwhile if he was playing on the fourth line, maybe Malenstein, you know, or Abe Kubel could have got him going. Um, but that was not the case as uh, Kuznetsov continues to struggle uh, and wasn't generating any real opportunities. Uh, Kuzi had struggled with inconsistency all season and Dowd has been lights out on the fourth line all season. It was worth a while to take a look at it. Will that be the case Monday uh, as the Capitals take on the Wild in Minnesota? I guess that remains to be seen. If you happen to be a fan listening to this from Minnesota, I will be at the game. So if you want to say hi, by all means, reach out to me and we can do that. Dowd has five points in his last seven outings. Uh, so Dowd, uh, just this really great player on the Capitals and ultimately why so many other teams are probably going to be seeking his services, especially if the Capitals are out of it. Uh, say for some reason they are not going to make it to the playoffs at the trade deadline or that's the perception at the trade deadline in March. 
that Nick Dowd could very possibly be on the move. For me, though, it would require, you know, quite a haul because Nick Dowd has been a huge piece on this team. And, you know, Brian McClellan doesn't make, you know, uh, crazy decisions, but I don't want him to make a crazy decision moving out Nick Dowd for, you know, not a really great return. If they got a decent return on it, I guess that would have to be okay if the Capitals were out of it. But in any event, Nick Dowd uh, has been playing huge five points in his last seven games. And the other reason that the Capitals were kind of trying to jumble things up a little bit as we take a look at the fourth line, the third line, the second line has all had pretty good chemistry. It's that top line that um, has a that has not been the case all season. The Capitals have had chemistry with Patch, Reddy, Strom, and Oshie, and also Protus, McMichael, and Mantha. It only stood to reason that they would try to spread that out a little bit. Someone that could be the spark plug for Alex Ovechkin to get him off the schneid um, and get him scoring goals again. Um, and, you know, I, it would be worthwhile. If you're asking me right now as I record this uh, on Saturday, would I say it's worthwhile to try that again against the Minnesota Wild on Tuesday? Absolutely, because I don't think that Koozie is the right answer on the top line. And, you know, it, it didn't really pay off for the Capitals, but nothing really paid off for the Capitals tonight as the Blues were very stingy and clamped down defensively speaking. So you take a look at the Minnesota Wild, who it's been a bit of an up and down season. You know, coaching change. Uh, they've had issues with Inet, with Andre Fleury, and uh, and Gustafson up there. Um, that it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough out. And playing in Minnesota is always difficult. Uh, the Excel Energy Center is always packed, and their fans love the Minnesota Wild. So the Capitals are going to have to be up for it. Um, is it as it's going to be a tough out uh, playing in Minnesota? But you know, I don't want to take a look at this too much and and dwell on it too much. You know, if you're an everydayer of the show, you know, I talk about that. It's not, it's important not to dwell too much on things when they're going very well. It's also important not to dwell on things if they didn't go quite as well as you had hoped for. Um, and, you know, Charlie Lindgren, some people are saying, I've already saw it on social media. Well, why is Charlie Lindgren out there? Listen, the goalie is always the first guy that hears about it. Like it was totally his fault. Uh, he was the goalie of record, but I'm not saying that it was his fault exclusively. I don't think the Capitals would have won if Darcy Kemper was in that just based on the kind of game that the St. Louis Blues were, were playing. At the end of the day, all we can hope for is that they learn something, they burn the videotape, and they get ready for the Minnesota Wild as they are their next opponent. All right, so coming up here after the break, we will talk about how Alexei Protus signs an extension for the Capitals. What does that mean for Alexei and the Capitals? I'll discuss coming up. Passion, drive, and patience, what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time 
time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So a great move uh, by GM Brian McClellan as he signs Alexei Protus to an extension with eyes on the future for the next phase for the Capitals. What am I talking about? I'm talking about post-Ovechkin era hockey. And you're already starting to see moves take place. I would say Ethan Bear is part of that. I know that wasn't a long-term deal, but this gives the Capitals an opportunity to see what Ethan Bear has. Um, so he's kind of made moves to solidify the blue line. You take a look at Martin Faravari. You take a look at Rasmus Sandin. Some of these are long-term moves that if you want to take a look at it. Um, so if you take a look at Alexei Protus signing that extension, he is a piece of the Capitals in the long term as he signs an extension with this deal. Ultimately, a great move for the Capitals, a five-year extension. That is quite a vote of confidence from the Capitals organization. Protus contract carries an AAV of 3.375 million. His new deal carries a $7 million signing bonus. What a payday for Alexei Protus. And if you saw any of the videos uh, from the Capitals social media, I also uh, retweeted it, um, is that when all the players are getting ready, you know, they kind of you know, hype each other up and, and punch each other and dance and sing and all those kind of things. They were uh, kind of messing with uh, Protus a little bit as saying, who wants to be a millionaire and who's a millionaire? So it's got to be a really great feeling for Alexi Protus being a young man to now be a millionaire. I would like to be in his position, but his hard work has paid off. Uh, Protus has been a pleasant surprise if you look at it for the Capitals. If we look back to training camp last season, he played so well that the Capitals couldn't send him back down to Hershey. Now, after that, it was a bit of an up-and-down ride under Peter Laviolette. Um, but if we take a look at how he's played this year under the tutelage of Spencer Carberry, he has been a key piece. Uh, if you take a look at it, uh, last season, four goals and 11 assists through 58 games. Uh, this season, he has been one of the biggest contributors on the Capitals. In 42 games, he has three goals and 15 assists. 17 points at even strength are the second most on the team. And his 2.13 assists per 60 at 5-on-5 five five rank 8th league-wide. Now, that is quite an accomplishment for Alexei Protus, taking steps of improvement. Uh, if we remember Alexei Protus, um, he helped uh, the Hershey Bears in their uh, winning the Calder Cup. So 
you know, it's that swagger that is still kind of permeating. If you take a look at Connor McMichael and Hendricks LaPierre and Beck Malenstein, that changed those players for good. It's like when you hear about uh, guys and girls that go off to war, they don't come back the same people. It was the same thing for those guys uh, that uh, for the Hershey Bears last season when they won the Calder Cup, they went to uh, the Calder Cup as boys and left as champions, as men, and it is apparent and uh, it's uh, just a really great thing to, to notice. And Alexi Protus, a guy that puts in the hard work, uh, you don't really ever see him mailing it in. Now, uh, to be accurate and fair, there, last season, I was, you know, at points of the season, I was a little bit tougher on him because he started, you know, he was in camp, you know, just knocking it out of the park. Everyone's like, Alexi Protus, look at this guy. But then again, he kind of slid a little bit. So I was a little bit reluctant to start heaping the praise on him this season because I've seen this book on Lexi Protus before, but he does appear to be a changed man as he has been lights out for the Capitals this season. Um, and he has really great uh, chemistry with a lot of the players that he plays around. So just a solid move for him uh, in particular, if you want to take a look at the Protus McMichael Mantha line. Wow. I mean, I, I, I didn't see that coming, you know, Mantha, especially if we want to take a look at who Mantha was last season, uh, everyone was talking about trade him, get him out of here. And then McMichael, this was the first year that the Capitals were truly all in on McMichael. So Protus, McMichael, Mantha, it's all coming up roses for the Capitals, if you will. I ultimately don't know what the future is for Anthony Mantha on the Capitals. Of course, I see Connor McMichael on this team in the long term, but like I've talked about, it all depends on how this team does for the remainder of the season. I don't think that anybody is truly an untouchable on this team anymore, except for Alex Ovechkin and maybe Tom Wilson. Other than that, everyone else is in play. Um, and that's kind of the way that you should look at that. And you know, it was interesting. I talked, uh, or excuse me, I was listening to NHL Network Radio, and Bruce Boudreau was on there, and uh, he was talking about how the Capitals, before Alex Ovechkin, how they started playing that much better. You know, that this team struggled many years ago before Alex Ovechkin came here, and what they did is they trade a lot of the veteran players out here, and they got futures in the form of, like, Brooks-like and those kind of players, and the Capitals have never been the same. Do the Capitals need to reinvent themselves like they did oh so many years ago to be a viable option um and you know you take a look at alex ovechkin you know i know assists and all that kind of thing those are all great things we need goal scoring from alex ovechkin where would the capitals be now if they had the same amount of goals that he's had in previous seasons at this point of the season again it's a bit of a head scratcher it's a, if you can go into the conspiratorial woods is there an underlying injury that he's facing you know that he's still dealing with i guess uh and the reason that i asked that question is he returned to the game um so it, it does appear that he is in good condition to play but so a lot of questions for the capitals alexi protus a solid move uh, it's a move for the Capitals for the current, and it is also a move for the Capitals of the future. And I do expect other moves like that to take place as well. And uh, there's some flexibility on this team, and I'll talk about that a little bit more in the next segment on who's going to be on this team. But it's a, what it's about right now is taking care of the players that are contributing now, but also kind of assessing their talent and where they fit into the Capitals' plans in the long term. 
I see Alexi Protus being on this team in the long term. Uh, you know, you take a look at Ethan Bear, a young defenseman. I, I guess I haven't seen enough of him yet to, to give you an accurate answer, but he could definitely fit into the long term plans along with Sandine um, and uh, Faravari. So the, the next thing that the Capitals have to do. Um, is to start taking a look at some of the younger talent. Are they worth it, or could they flip those players for bigger pieces? You know, you take a look at Hendricks LaPierre, for example. Um, he is a guy that is on this team where he's had opportunities, and then, you know, he gets sent down to Hershey. These guys that appear like they're never going to have a role on this team in the long term, could they flip those players and get a bigger return? Uh, I do see Connor McMichael being on the Capitals in the long term. But as we kind of widen the lens and look down the, the football field a little bit, what is the future for Hendricks Lop here? He has, I mean, he's been on this team for some time, but the reason that he's played on the big team for so long this year, in my perception, is because of injury, that kind of thing. Um, he's shown glimpses of greatness, but, you know, that's what I'm talking about, is assessing the talent that you have now. What are you going to have in the future? And even if these are players that you like, I like Hendricks Lop here, but if he doesn't have a permanent role on the big team, I think that maybe see what your options are. And that's just one of them. What are the Capitals going to do with Ethan Frank? What are they going to do with Scarboza? What are they going to do with this elite level talent that they have down in Hershey as Hershey is just killing it? Are they going to finally make good on that? And we're going to see more of those players on this big team. That is the question. You know, you take a look at Pierrick Dubay, for example. Um, I know that doesn't always translate to the big team, but if this Capitals team is struggling in its efforts at scoring goals, I think it's at least a worthwhile thing uh, to see what you have down in Hershey if the Capitals cannot get consistent winning. All right, so after the break here, we're talking about talent down in Hershey, and one guy in particular between the pipes, Clay Stevenson, is knocking it out of the park. How's he getting it done? I'll discuss coming up. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. And let me tell you something, guys. If you're watching a football game, say you're not into it. We're into the playoffs now. Maybe you're like, eh, I don't really care. Open up the FanDuel app, put a little bit of money on the game, it makes watching the games that much more exciting. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the Capitals have a luxury. I'm going to go ahead and call it a luxury as they have many great, talented netminders within the organization that is it a potential that the Capitals could move one of these players as an upgrade. And I know, generally speaking, that the, a goalie does not fetch a big return. But if you take a look at Clay Stevenson, you take a look at Hunter Shepard, you take a look at Charlie Lindgren, you take a look at Darcy Kemper, 
um, that there is many viable options within this organization uh, uh, that, that could be, you know, either on this team or on another team. But what I know for sure, for sure, is that Clay Stevenson continues to knock it out of the park as he is ranked number one in all of the AHL. Quite an accomplishment. He is currently rated number one in 20 games played. He has a 14-5-1 record. Clay Stevenson made 28 saves to earn his American Hockey League leading sixth shutout of the season and set a club rookie record as the Hershey Bears 31-7 picked up a 1-0 victory over the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins in front of 10,628 at Giant Center. Uh, to reiterate there, 28 saves to earn his American Hockey League leading sixth shutout of the season and set a club rookie record. Quite an accomplishment. Stevenson's shutout moved him past Vitek Vanacek and Ron Hextall for sole possession of the franchise single season record for shutouts by a rookie netminder. Wow, quite impressive. Um, so th I guess that's what I'm talking about is you have top tier talent between the pipes down in Hershey in the form of Clay Stevenson and also Hunter Shepard, that maybe one of the Capitals netminders that's on the big team is flexible. Maybe they could move him out of here. And some people are saying, well, good. Well, it, it can be Darcy Kemper since Charlie Lindgren's the number one. Not as easy. And why is it not so easy is that Darcy Kemper has a longer term contract. He has more money under that contract and everyone else can see the back of his hockey card. It's not like GMs have blinders on. They are pretty good at their jobs if they get to the point where they are a GM of a National Hockey League team. So um, I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying it's improbable that the Capitals would move Darcy Kemper. Honestly, if there is an odd man out, and it's a surprising thing to say right now, is that it would be Charlie Lindgren. If for some reason the Capitals started to go downward you know so say that the the thought out there was that they were not going to make it to the playoffs by the march uh, trade deadline that potentially if the return was attractive enough for brian mcclellan in the capitals i could see it happening and why is that it's because you know a lot of teams you know you take a look at the new jersey devils uh you take a look at the maple leafs um, at, at points, the Edmonton Oilers, they don't have even a great number one and number two option. The Capitals have a great one through four. It is quite a luxury that most teams around the NHL do not have. The Capitals also have that on the blue line so that if the Capitals do in fact want to improve this team, if they are in fact sellers, if they're buyers, I guess it depends on what the case is, um, that there are pieces that they could move out. And, you know, oftentimes people say, well, you know, move Anthony Mantha out or move Kuznetsov. Again, those players are not going to fetch huge returns. Anthony Mantha will right now because he's playing that much better. But Kuzi, everyone knows he's a head case. He's playing on the fourth line. He's healthy scratched. He's all over the place. It's not like a lot of other teams are like, hey, let me take on that mess. Um, and don't get me wrong, you know, Kuznetsov could go over uh, to another team and just destroy it. But at this point, I'm willing to take that risk. Um, so Stevenson, as far as he's concerned, knocks, knocking it out in the AHL, a great option at some point on the Capitals, the big team. Same thing goes with Hunter Shepard. 
And then also Charlie Lindgren and Darcy Kemper. The Capitals have a tremendous amount of flexibility. The good thing for me that makes me feel good as a Capitals fan is that I know that between the pipes, the Capitals are sitting in a really, really great position. Um, and that's just the players that are near the top. There's also other players down in the organization, Garen Bjorklund, uh, and that kind of thing that, uh, I mean, just from the top to the bottom, there is a, a lot of different options for the Capitals in the present and the short term and the long term, just depending, you know, on, on how they uh, how they fare. You know, you take a look at some of the, the netminders that are a little bit down the depth chart. I guess it's a little bit of raw talent. We don't know how they're going to perform. Um, so a good thing for the Capitals, a reassuring thing for me to see Clay Stevenson knocking it out of the park um, and just hope that, that that can continue. And it's interesting because to start the season, it was a Hunter Shepard show. That it was He was the number one netminder, but it's interesting how things can change. Kind of reminds me of last season with Fukale. All of a sudden, Hunter Shepard kind of jumped over the top of him as well. So it is really a dogfight down in the AHL to prove who's the best player. And ultimately, the Capitals, the Hershey Bears, they want the best player between the pipes and on the ice in general uh, on a night-in and night-out basis. But a really great thing for Clay Stevenson as he continues to be a true bright spot within the Capitals organization. We hope that can continue. Also great for Alexi Prota signing that five-year extension. And the Capitals, they've got to find a way to win consistent games. The next one is against the Minnesota Wild in Minnesota. Again, if you feel like reaching out, I will be at the game. Just shoot me a DM. But uh, we're hoping for a big win for the Capitals against the Wild because it doesn't get any easier. Then after that, they're taking on the Colorado Avalanche, and it's going to be a bit of a tough schedule for the Capitals. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side or watch this on YouTube. You are what makes this show successful, and I have you guys to thank. When you're done watching or listening to this, head on over to Locked On Sports today. The only 24-7 streaming channel covering the top sports stories of the day on YouTube. So head on over to Locked On Sports today for the 24-7 feed on all sports news around all the uh, major leagues. It is a must-watch. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.